Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no holes barred. Hello, Laura. Hello, Victoria. <laughs> I come direct to you from a house of utter utter complete carnage and chaos and more dust than you've ever seen in your entire life uh, my, my house is pretty much the same but there's no building work going on <laughs> yeah well at least there maybe you know the fact that there's going to be this lovely end thing is is it is it making it better i don't think it is making it better for me actually pma pma what does that mean Positive mental attitude. <laughs> PMA. <laughs> I haven't had any of that. I've just had PMS. PMS and anxious annies. The AAs. The AAs. Been, oh, God, yeah, the anxiety. Oh, my God. It's been just too too much, too much. Last week was all-time low or high. I don't know. What, what, anxiety is like a high for me. Do you know what I mean? It makes me feel full of full of adrenaline and just like... Yeah, yeah, like but, yeah but it's a horrible high. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible, yeah. Because you're, you're almost feeling like impending doom is on its way and you're like mm, i'm gonna do everything <laughs> i'm not even kidding and i don't mean this in a horrible way like when i get when i would get those obviously i know what they are now when i would get those surges of adrenaline and cortisol i would think that was because i was bipolar really yeah right okay i took bipolar tests on google and everything i was sure of it i don't <laughs> no i don't now I know. Yeah. How can somebody get to nearly, well, 37 years of life and be that fucking ignorant? <sighs> because we don't know these things. Why would we know these things? Unless you read about it, unless you, um, you know, are invested in learning about this stuff. Unless you, unless you invest in your own mental health and read up about it. Well, why would you know? But it does make dealing with it all a lot easier, understanding why it happens. Yeah, and, and the uh, fact that it will pass. Yeah, and it does pass. Such an irritating term to hear, and yet it is so fucking true. It will oh, no. pass. It will, everything but passes. Everything Nothing passes. is forever. No, even the good stuff. That will go too. <laughs> joy, yeah, it's, that, is, that is the... Uh, the joy will be wiped life. out eventually. Do you know what was making me... Because I've had really bad sleep recently. Um, just to throw everything else into the mix Not because of my kids for once Just, just me, my, my own brain But last night I was just really Analyzing <laughs> time Being like, I don't remember How did that happen? Ten years ago, I don't remember anything Why was What was I doing? Who was I? Like, why am I worrying about that? Like, why am I worrying about the fact that I can't I, I'm, I can't experience what I experienced ten years ago It was a very surreal set of thoughts I think yeah. you'll find that's just the fuckery of your brain. I mean, no. I, I, on the other hand, Vic, I am exceptionally proud of myself because I'm officially off of my sleeping medication. Are you? Yeah. And so, how's that been? Because yeah, you did say so, you were finding the, the, you know, it's taking you a while to wean off them, hasn't it? Yeah. And that, but purely because of fear, because obviously they are highly addictive and I understand yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so um, I feel enlightened 
Yeah. Yeah, because like I go to bed and like last year I was obviously having really, really bad panic attacks at night time. And you know, when someone says a panic attack, you go, oh, a panic attack. They suck. Yeah, they do. <laughs> They're really fucking bad. Unless you experience a panic attack, you cannot. And it's like, I always used to think a panic attack was breathing into a bag. It's actually not. No. There are so many different ways you can have a panic attack. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's obviously why I was, uh, I was on the maximum dose as well for the sleeping medication that I was on, but I started weaning myself off in, it could have been Oct- um, September, October. Yeah. And it's only now that I've kind of got that conviction to just go, just don't need them anymore. Um, yeah. And I was cutting it, uh, the smallest fucking tablet in half. Yeah. So I, you know, close to snorting it. I don't really know how I thought I was getting it into my body. Um, <laughs> And I just, yeah, after last week's session with my uh, therapist, I was like, do I really need to be taking this or shall I give it a go? Yeah. I think bad happened. So, uh, yeah, I go to How bed. are you finding it? Are you like, because that, that sometimes, because I do suffer from insomnia mm. and it's not so much, I don't get so much panicked, but I just overthink stuff at night because, you know, yeah. just lying there like, brruh, brruh, my brain is doing other time. And then what happens when I'm suddenly like, oh, fucking hell, it's midnight and I'm not asleep yet and I've been in bed for two hours and I really need to go to sleep. Then I start kind of getting really wigged out by... Yeah. Falling asleep and being yes. like, oh my god, am I falling asleep now? I, I don't know how do I fall asleep. I can't remember how to fall asleep. Is this it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh I know. Is this it? This is it. Now it's coming. Hang on, it's not coming because I'm still awake. Well, yeah, I'm, and then you're like, I'm too conscious. Laura, think about your breathing. Don't be conscious about this. Yeah, yeah. And then okay. I'm thinking about my breathing, and then I'm like, yeah. and I start singing something from fucking Lion King in my head, and I'm like, no. Think of your breathing, think of your breathing, oh go to your zen place. Yeah, it's like that constantly. Yeah. But for me, like I go to bed and I'm fucking tired and my brain's going at a million miles per hour. But something I recognize now is that it's always done that. That's not a new thing. Yeah. And I just every so often go, all right, Laura, just remember the fact you're meant to be focused on your breathing. Yeah. So and then when I start to wig out, but I deliberately, I'll never check the time. So no. my phone goes on flight mode. It goes face down. We don't have any clocks in the bedroom. Um, so That's I a have good no tip. idea. Yeah. I have my phone, but I have my phone because I nearly always end up listening to a guided meditation at bedtime. Which is good. Nearly always. That or comedy, stand-up comedy I listen to. See, one I, or the other. Just would, I wouldn't be able to go to sleep with anything <laughs> like that. I've tried it as well. And I find like if I'm just drifting off and then their voice kind of like picks up again and I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm awake again. Whoa. No, but see, I find I find it really soothing to listen to something. I think because it's rather than listening to my internal monologue, I'm listening to someone else's ex- external monologue. Yeah. Um, it works for me. But I can't I can't listen to conversations because that's too distracting for me. Two yeah. voices is too much, but one, I really like listening to Eddie Izzard. Do you like Eddie Izzard? I love Eddie Izzard. Yeah, so I've listened to, I mean, I could probably recite Glorious, that, that stand-up show, because I've listened to it so many fucking times. I love <laughs> it. I love it. <laughs> there you go. For anybody listening that's struggling with their sleep, you're not alone, sister. No, you're not but alone. It's been so bad for me. It's quite a common issue, especially with people with mental health issues. And anxiety. Suffering. Overthinkers. Yeah. Or depression as well, because obviously it can swing the other way that all you want to do is sleep, which is yeah. another another debilitating issue so now do you have you noticed a difference because i do take sleeping tablets 
in desperation, but they're just over the counter ones. Um, so, you know, I've, I've always got them in. I feel nervous if I don't have them in because for me, if I get to like half 12 midnight, half 12, I'm like, I've got to go to sleep now. So I'll take half a sleeping tablet. Because it yeah. just gets me off, and then you know, not not like gets, gets me off. Gets you like, off. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it makes me go to fucking sleep. Um, but I do notice a difference in the quality of sleep having taken sleeping tablets. So if you've been on those for so long, and now you're just having your natural sleep. Do you think you feel better? Do you feel like you've more rested? I feel less fucking exhausted, actually. Yeah. Because, um, and that's purely because obviously I was on sleeping tablets, and sleeping tablets make you feel drowsy. So. Mm. You know, and they, they also they they just put you into um it's so, not a deep restorative sleep. It's like just literally they just switch your switches off so that yeah, you just and that's can, what it's you know, like. Rest. It's just like boom. Yeah, nothing. but it's not proper restorative sleep, is it? No, not until because I always find that if I I can't do more than like two nights in a row taking sleep tablets because I feel really fucking groggy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, they're equally they're a lifesaver for me. Oh yeah, I I would I would literally I don't know what would have happened to me no. if, but I had to really fight to get them. And I think that's something that's also really frustrating is that um, I was obviously, I was in crisis last year and giving, and I'm going to give a shout out to Dr. Jessica Taylor. I don't know if I've actually spoken about her before. She's literally written a book called sexy, but psycho. Hmm. And she is a psychologist and she's basically, she's also um the founder of an organization called victim focus which is about changing the way firstly providing support (laughs) to victims of any kind of abuse um but also changing our mindset around the way that we medicate people Mm -hmm. women who have had uh trauma related issues and the way that we kind of like go here's an antidepressant for instance for me you're already at rock bottom these might make you go three steps below yeah, that yeah. and you're going yeah. to have to ride that out for three weeks four weeks five weeks in my instance it was fucking months worth of panic attacks and I yeah. am not going to sit here and say anything bad against medication because it's obviously something I'm on at the moment but it's also like really frustrating that doctors hand it to women knowing that the side effects of them can be fucking horrific yeah and nothing else and just go yeah. you just got to ride it out just yeah. got to function while feeling suicidal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, if I didn't have those sleeping tablets, I would have been without a shadow of a doubt sectioned. Life saving, basically. <laughs> in, a, in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Shout fuck. fuck to whoever invented them. Probably a fucking man. Oh well, we've come in hard, haven't we? No, we are coming a bit hard. Anyway, very anyway. serious chat. Oh, was, I liked it though. Although it, much. It, it does um, make up for the fact that when we first came on to this oh call, my god, it was really dramatic. It was very I dramatic. Screamed. <laughs> I, Nora was telling me something very serious when I noticed that my glass of water looked like some sort of weird milky residue, and I realised that it was a glass that I bought up that had two day of milk in it. And I had poured water in it, had been drinking from it. And I tried to show Laura and then I poured a whole glass over my laptop of water. And I screamed. Water. <laughs> Laura screamed. I don't know why I felt that was appropriate. Like, oh in a crisis, God. what should you do? Scream. Oh, Lord. I can't fucking believe how jumpy I am. Right, I'm so jumpy. I think that comes with being an anxious person. Yeah. We're constantly in flight, aren't we? Well. Oh, I am. 
Yeah, what, what was I? I can't remember now. I've totally forgotten. Fawning. You were fawning, or was I? Fa- I can't remember. What you're I was. flighty. I'm flighty. For yeah, sure. you're 100 flighty. I think I'm I'm stuck between flight and fawn. Um, Laura, I've actually got a news article for you this week. Well, I'm livid because I have one for you. Well, this is kind of not in the vein of your really inappropriate ones. Oh, hang on. <laughs> is it's not. <laughs> I'm just going to find this one because I saw it and I was like, yes, we need to talk about this because men have no fucking idea because they're dickheads. I'm in that, I'm in that space right now of hating men. Yeah. I'm just, just yeah. hating Steve because I, I know my period needs to come. Oh, God. Well, yeah, it links into the fact that I've been an absolute fucking mentalist the last two weeks and it's been Are really... you bleeding now? Are you I gushing? Am. Yes, that's why you probably noticed I'm a very different person than I was last week when I came on. It was like, I'm so drab this week. Because yeah, I drab. just... Oh, God, I just did not have a good week. Um, okay, so I, here we go. It's fine. So period pain, you've probably seen this, oh, is officially God. as yes. bad as a heart attack. So why have doctors ignored it? The answer is simple. We all know why they fucking annoyed it. Men wait an average of 49 minutes before being treated for abdominal pain. 49 minutes! For women, the wait is 65 minutes for the same symptoms. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? That makes me so angry. (laughs) I can feel my blood boiling. It's thought that this is because women are seen as exaggerating pain and being dramatic (gasps) due to sexist stereotypes. (gasps) John Gilliard. Oh, of course it's a boy. Professor. Oh no, wait. He's, he's, he's a good guy. He's bad he's for our team. Professor at Rebucked, Re- Reproductive Health at University College London. They are knocking out my chimney rest downstairs. That's not a euphemism, but I can actually they, hear. They bash on your back doors. Can you hear it? It's really loud. Can you hear it? I can just hear the ting. ting. Okay, that's all right then. But it, it is, it's vibrating my chair. I may orgasm, potentially. <laughs> Uh, revealed this week that research shows period pain can be as bad as having a heart attack. He said, men don't get it and it hasn't been given the centrality it should have. I do believe it's something that should be taken care of like anything else in medicine. Thank you, John. Yeah. Oh, yes, please. validation. Dr. Imogen Shaw, a GP specialising in women's healthcare, welcomed his comment saying, I wouldn't say period pain has been hugely investigated. Yeah, no fucking shit. And when asked if the issue would be taken more seriously if men experienced it, said, I suspect there would be being very cynical. It is extraordinary how little the medical profession engages with menstruation. Although recent years have seen period taboos broken through social media campaigns, this is yet to permeate medical discourse. And periods are seldom given serious medical consideration in research. I mean, look, I have got so many friends that have got polycystic ovaries, endometriosis, all of that. And for all of them, it has been an absolute battle to get that diagnosed. And in fact, all of them have ended up going private in the end, yeah. just out of sheer frustration of being completely dismissed and told. And like, endometriosis oh, is literally—it's debilitating pain. Yeah, yeah, like on a daily basis, let alone yeah. on a monthly fucking basis. So we said about the men wait an average of forty-nine minutes. So we might, we would wait sixty-five minutes for the same symptoms. It's thought that this is because women are seen as exaggerating pain and being dramatic due to sexist stereotypes, while men are listened to and believed when they express the same pain and symptoms. Oh, Norris' face is not that good. 
<laughs> She's not happy. Indeed, the word hysterical itself stems from hystericus, meaning of the womb, indelibly linking how society has linked wombs with overreaction, incredibility, and instability. The great historians of the world have been mostly silent on the issue of menstruation. Period pain has long been restricted to whispered exchanges between mothers, daughters, sisters, and female friends, rather than worthy of polite conversation, never mind the annals, annals? Of history or intellectual Anals? debate. A double it's like anal, but with two ends. How'd you say that? Anal. Annals of history. <laughs> the annals of history the or intellectual history. debate. Oh. Discuss, Laura. Discuss. What do we think about that? So the the hysteria thing also kind of taps into the mother's hysteria of taking a child to the doctor's surgery and being ignored, and that's happened to me a million times <laughs> over. And invariably, what I've been concerned about hasn't been the hysteria. It's my child once had fucking, you know, a collapsed lung and they were like, oh, yeah. it's just viral infection. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it, it really fucks, it really fucks me off. Yeah. <laughs> like, it makes me so angry because it, it's just across the board. The misogyny mm. of our society, it is not, it's passive. It's within us. It's within yeah. the way that we assume and look at women and how it's just a, just everything. Girls are just expected to grow up quicker, to be tougher. And it's always, like, oh, girls are so much tougher. It's because it's just literally as soon as we're out of the fucking womb. Physiologically, we, have we to know both. that we have to work harder to yeah. be accepted, to survive, yeah. to be safe. You yeah. know, like it just, it's not just about period pains. It's about every single thing. If men had to go for a mammogram from age 50 onwards, there would be an easier, less painful, less intrusive way of having a fucking mammogram. That no. I can put money on. Another yeah. thing that women have to endure. And I know that men have to go for mammograms because they could potentially, you know, breast cancers in men. But let's be honest with you, it's not going not to be half as fucking painful as having your tit sandwiched out. Yeah. on two out, like blocks of, of fucking dive. brick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. my God. Was, this is one of the things I was randomly thinking about when I was laying in bed last night. I was like... Does an MRI show up the same as what a um, mammogram, a mammogram. It, it probably does, but it's, it'll be the expense of it. I imagine that mammogram's but cheaper, isn't it? That's the thing that pisses me off. Yeah. yeah. It makes me angry. And I don't know. I Obviously, I'm not um, medically trained to be able to confirm whether that is correct or not. But why, why are women being put through that? Because if men were, it wouldn't happen. It's the same with everything, right? It's the same with any stage of a woman's life. There's just, there's not them. I don't think that there's ever real money is put behind it. No, from, there's you know, no need because women just research get on with it. into it because that's it. We just are expected to endure it. So it's like, yeah, your period pains are as bad as a heart attack. Uh, what do you want us to do about it? Just Labor. Get on with it. You're, you boot yeah. out of hospital after two hours of giving birth because, yeah. well, it's fine. Everyone does it. Women give birth in paddy fields. Get on with it. Oh, okay. So that makes it okay then. And also menopause as well. That's the other one. That one's like massively under-researched. And it's under-researched and it's completely treated like shit. My mum my is a perfect example of that. So like she's, um, she was told to come off HRT. And uh, then I watched the Davina McCool documentary about um, the menopause and HRT. Uh -huh. And I said to her, mate, you need to get back on it because she's been living through hell. She's been having she, all of the same. She's 73. She's basically still going through the menopause. Yeah. And on that that Davina documentary is brilliant, by the way. I think everyone should watch it. It's on oh, Channel 4, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, but she spoke to a doctor that runs a menopause clinic. Yeah. It's a private clinic, obviously. 
but I got the details, gave it to my mom. My mom had to register. She had to wait six months. This is a private clinic. She had to wait six months for a phone call, had a phone call, had a consultation. The doctors put her back on HRT and said, you should never have come off it. What they've given you is completely the wrong medication. It's going to make some of your symptoms worse. Um, She's gone back on it. She's been on it for a month. She's fucking fine. She's living her best life. She can't believe it. She's not having hot sweats. She's sleeping. Because my mom's an insomniac as well, uh-huh. but she's actually sleeping now. And she was like, you know, literally having two hours a night or whatever, because she just can't sleep, not unless she's medicated. Um, and she feels like her whole quality of life is so much better. But now her doctor, because her doctor is going to have to prescribe this long term, is saying, oh, no, 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 I don't I don't want you to be on this. You need to come back in. And my mom's like, no way, I'm not coming off it. But it's that battle, isn't it? Between yeah. the which it should have been. Like, the GPs who who I don't think are generally given, this is what this documentary is saying, they aren't given specific training about the menopause. It's just no. very standard, yeah. you know, polite to everyone. Don't talk about special case or anything. But they've said to my mum, some women just go through the menopause for the rest of their life. And that's and my mum. also, it, it, yes, it's probably going to be me because it's hereditary. But also um, the other thing about the menopause, and I, I watched something and it was, I don't know if I said about it on here, and it was a guy, it was a male doctor speaking or it was a I don't know who the fuck he was but he was speaking to it could have been the same woman and she was a private doctor um that specialized in the menopause it's, and, mate, it's probably is because there's only one clinic in the country that does yeah, this so it must that's be why she was the, British yeah that's why the waiting list was so fucking long and she basically said this impacts a hundred percent of women the menopause if you can't you don't just skip through it it's no, it, you don't just go oh I didn't suffer with it I only had it for a day you don't get yeah. to do that and it so that impacts a hundred percent of people's of, of women's hormones and yet this this guy who was interviewing her said if you had a man for instance who was having issues with his testosterone she said they would be treated immediately and they would be given such different treatment to those of women who are going through the menopause because again it's just completely fucking overlooked it's like yeah. you've just got to get on with it every woman goes through it shut up and crack on and I think yeah. it's wrong I think it's so fucking dated yeah. and I can totally see it in like my previous in my like family line of it just being like no I'm not taking any medication I'm just going to crack on with it it will be fine and I think no fuck that I'm yeah. not giving up my life I've literally just worked for to give up 10 years of my life fucking misery of hot sweats and anxiety and depression yeah just cause my body's just because i've got to. hormones i'm not yeah. fucking doing that you can fuck off no i oh know it's um it's oh, i think just it's so mad every stage of fucking hell, this is why i hate men fraught. this is why i hate men and it's like it's so difficult to try and explain to people like even when i say about us having to shave our bodies yeah i'm like you do know that that started because of a man and people are like really and i'm like yes it did otherwise we would all be hairy and happy and nobody fucking nobody would be questioning us over it because it would be normal it's the same with our tits why can't we Go and walk down the street with a fucking top off Because it would be inappropriate And give men the wrong idea It's not for fucking men They're just nipples They have nipples They're just smaller Oh, Oh, I I honestly don't know why I ever ended up with a man Because they infuriate the shit out of me Oh no, but I suppose like Same for me I think Steve and Rob are the least uh, Stereotypically masculine men Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, Steve's not very masculine. I mean, he's got a beard, but he's not masculine. No, like uh, Rob's you know, not. 
Stereotypically, yeah. I mean, that's very genderfied, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he's not and a also, testosterone, I think testosterone a, fueled person. He's not. I think the things that have probably helped my relationship with him and being in a relationship with him is that he's open to sit and listen. Like, I don't just shout at him like I just yeah. shouted. I'm calming and, down. And now. he lets you peg him, so that helps. He lets me peg him. <laughs> But I just it tips the uh, the imbalance back to it in your favour. Just let me peg you and I'll forgive you. I know I'm it sounds like poor Steve's like fucking beaten. I promise you he isn't. But like we do sit down and and like he'll give his point of view and I'll give my point of view and I'm like, oh, I can see where you're coming from. You're wrong. Yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> Disagree with everything I say, else you're dead to me. Yeah, otherwise oh, we're divorcing. Yeah. Um, um, should we inject some humour? I think we need to lighten up, don't we? It's fucking lighten up, girls. Fucking lighten really up. Wonderful. I've really got to do. You know, I think everyone's going to be lolling over that little fucking <laughs> number. Uh, hang you, on, let's put the back of my earring back in. <laughs> what, have, have you, you got an article? <laughs> no, you're frozen, mate. What a, what a fucking face for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of you because you look hilarious. Oh God, yeah. Oh, where have you gone? Okay, we've had a minor interlude, a slight panic because Victoria's internet went down and froze on her face, which I thought was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I can only hope you got me laughing because I thought it was amazing. You probably haven't because your internet went down. Um, oh. So, Vic, uh, moving on from the egotistical, megalomaniac, fucking ball bag society that is um, surrounded by men, should we move on to something slightly more yeah. lighthearted? Let's do it. Let's do it. Cheer um, me up. I want to take you back to the 4th of December 1999. Can you recall what you were doing back then? Um, 1999. I think that was, I would be in year 11. Trotting yourself off with a, uh, yeah, probably with a hairbrush. <laughs> I don't think I discovered the electric toothbrush. I was still on the hairbrush, still of the brush variety, just less. You used your hairbrush? Electric. Yeah, you used to use a hairbrush, yeah. A fucking electric hairbrush? No, not the electric one. Like 1999. Don't, you have to get yourself in order, love. There's no way that kind of stuff was around back then. Just Um, shove me a GHDs up there. (laughs) (laughs) Sally burns a little. Um, Okay, so I'm going to talk to you about a, uh, a guy who dialed 999. Help! I've got a Jamie Oliver garlic press up my ass. Oh, oh my god! Now, if you were to see said apparator and the X-ray image, yeah, he really did get it up there. What, was it open or closed? Oh, it was closed. Okay, but it was. Yeah, I mean, it was. There wasn't even a bit of it that was out. Really, I imagine no. the Jamie Oliver one is quite stylish. Well, wait for it. Because um, the sun, as mm-hmm. you can imagine, yeah. really pulled <laughs> the reader in with the opening line. Oh, I can't wait. I do like their headlines. Everyone thinks that Jamie Oliver is a massive cunt. <laughs> no, they did admit that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. But unemployed youth worker Paul Foster has a particular bone to pick with the fat-tongued chef. <laughs> What a fucking description for Paul. uh, For Paul got one of the muckney, mockney. What's a mockney? Oh, pretend cockney. 
Oh, is it? Is he a pretend yeah. cockney? Uh, he's from Essex, so yeah. Uh, you say, yeah, generally that's Billy kind bullshitter. Of... Yeah. Uh, so I, well, I've just learned something new then. Uh, for Paul, uh, got one of the Mockney Pie Makers branded garlic presses stuck up his ass. Paul, 56, invested £8 in the culinary appliance while visiting his local branch of Netto. I love how they've got to actually give the name of the shop. In Posh Cheshire last weekend. But rather than using... The press to crush pungent garlic bulbs. He shoved it up his rectum. Divorced Paul. I love that. He's divorced. He's divorced. (laughs) (laughs) Said it sounded rather silly, but now, but I had drunk rather a lot of cider. I thought I would put it in um, head first. If you will, and keep hold of the handle. Unfortunately, my grip slipped and the thing disappeared whole up my anus. And try as I might, I couldn't shift it. Mercifully, medics at Paul's local casualty department had the uh, the necessary kit to extract the offending item, and it was soon on its way. And he was soon on his way. He added, "My point of this is that my reason for speaking out." To the Sunday's oh, it's the Sunday sport. There is nothing on the packaging warning that you should. Oh my god, come on. I'm sorry, but if you uh, if that's not negligence, I don't know what is. No, I'll tell you what's negligent, you idiot. He's stuck in a fucking garlic press at your own bum hole and then blaming it on someone else. He's just basically absolving himself of all responsibility for that, saying, Oh, well, you know what? You should have said I should have to die at the hands of something like that. Do you think Jamie Oliver garlic? Press, <laughs> <laughs> but if it carried on disappearing up your anus and it perforates something and you died, do you think that you could actually put death down to uh, diminished responsibility? Because anybody who believes having shoved a fucking garlic press up their ass that it should come with a warning that says do not put up anus, you've got to question his mental state, mate. I, I'm sorry. Also, that why like that is really uh, that's an unusually shaped object. It's not even that phallic, is it? It kind of is a little bit. What do you reckon that the garlicky bit is like the knob end? And then I'm, I'm trying the to handle the got, shaft. It's got the curve to it, hasn't it? It's quite ergonomic, isn't yeah. it? In design. And it's it's a bit chunky. Yeah. I can't say I would put it up my clit. Obviously, up my clit. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I would put it up my, any hole in hole. No. No, I, I'm, I'm just, not going to do you know, that. My garlic press is broken, and it was a Jamie Oliver one, actually. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Jamie, I am absolutely fucking livid that you didn't put anything on the packaging that says garlic press won't last longer than eight years. Oh, I do love a garlic press. I feel oh, like that's an, it's an presses. essential item in my kitchen. I'm having to use a fork at the moment, and I we oh, eat a lot of garlic. A Are you fork. joking? Fuck that. Can you imagine how long that takes? I've, You've got I've, nine garlic bulbs. You may as well, you know, give up. Yeah, I mean that's like medieval times, not having a garlic press and having to actually slice it by hand. Do you, well, do you I've slice got a or chop? Mortar, so I don't know why I don't just use that. I know I it's more don't. effort. It's more effort, isn't it? It's quite hard to pestle my, mortar a garlic loaf. All of my um, got a bit of give to them. There. Are they? Is that yeah. why you store them? It's aesthetically pleasing. I do like a garlic uh, uh, pestle it's mortar. It's aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> no, they are though. They're pleasing on the eye. I think. They, I think they, they make are. it look like you're grown up if you have one of I know those. No, I mean, like you're a serious chef if you've got. I'm a, a serious chef. But I've never fucking touched the thing. Have you not? Oh, I use mine all the time, but I make salad dressing in it and pesto. Make pesto in it. 
Oh. You know how um, traditionally... I like salad dressing, but what would you require to put in a pestle and mortar? For... I crush up the salt and the garlic together in the oh. pestle and mortar. And well, then you need a fork, mate. Add some mustard powder and then some white wine vinegar and a little bit of oil. I love that we've gone from sticking things, things up your bum hole to a, a recipe for <laughs> the perfect salad dressing. <laughs> so can we just conclude that guy's a fucking idiot? Yeah, he's an absolute idiot. And I really don't give a shit if that offends anybody. Get the fuck over it. I'm still angry. <laughs> stop, stop putting garlic presses up your bums, you morons. I'm still angry over the whole man thing. So I, I'm I'm of the opinion, just get the fuck over it if you don't like what I'm saying. He's I think you're twat. right. I second that. Okay, I've got a little funny story for you. I'm ready. <laughs> this is a good one. Hi, Schlegs. I adore the pod. I listen on my headphones at work and I'm always laughing at the real life shit you talk about. I have a funny story. I am a nanny slash housekeeper. The children Ooh. I care for are at the end of primary age and two in early secondary. So in the day, I get jobs done in the house before I do the school run, walk the dog, laundry, etc. Uh, hello, can you please come and work for me? I need a fucking nanny housekeeper. Yeah. On this particular day, I was changing the bedsheets of the 13-year-old boy's bed. Oh, Here's God. where shit gets oh, nasty. God. As I reached over to untop the bottom sheet of the far side, my hand felt something soft and squashy. I reached in blind as the bed is against the wall so I couldn't see. I pulled out a foam stress ball ring donuts complete with pink sprinkles. With what? <laughs> with pink sprinkles. I know what it is. It's like, it's like a, you know, one of those stress ball things that almost like a dog's toy. It's very, like very soft. Yeah. Sweet, like very soft. Yes. And it looks like a, a donut. Disturbingly, I think my child actually has that exact said one. Good. We'll never, ever let him take it into his bedroom alone. Funny place for one of the dog's toys to be, I thought, and went to throw it to the doorway to take oh, downstairs. God. Then I noticed it was wet. Oh, no. Sticky and oh. cold. Oh no, of course, because it's got a good hole in it. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh no. Now, I don't know if I was especially tired this day, but I pondered on why this could be wet for a few moments while squeezing it in my <laughs> fist. Oh Lord. It was then that I realized it was semen. The cold, sticky semen of a 13 year old boy that I didn't birth and make supper for every evening. Oh, I screamed and threw it back down the side of the bed, ran to the bathroom and scrubbed my hands with bleach. I did didn't grow up with brothers and missed all of this. Haven't been able to look him in the eye since. Lots of love, traumatized nanny. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh my God. That's so bad. Well, yeah, I mean, it is one thing if it's your kid. I don't know. Absolutely... Still, if that was if that was one of my children's fucking semen dripped donut, <laughs> I still would not be okay, Vic. And there's the title of this week's podcast. <laughs> semen dripping donut. <laughs> Oh my god, the horror! I'm the rubbing my hands. It's like I'm rubbing my hands on my trousers. Like my hands are dirty. <laughs> oh. My hands are have got the blood of someone else's murder on them. The semen of a child. Child of someone else's semen. <laughs> oh my god! I would love, love, love to hear more stories of nannies. I find the yeah, whole process of a nanny fascinating. Like so much shit. Yeah, because it's like all of that family stuff that is just happens and yeah, and you're you there. wouldn't really you're talk about, but you're lot. part of it. Yeah, it's fascinating. And also to not have that, like, because obviously a lot of them live in, don't they? Yeah. Or some of them live in. Yeah. I just, I wouldn't be able to, I don't like my own children enough. I do. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. That's a terrible thing to say. Couldn't love someone else's children enough to want to care for them. And you'd have to have an element of love to it, wouldn't you? 
I think so. Although I don't know though, because it is just a job, isn't it? And if you like working with kids, then yeah, that's just, I would go wrong. I don't like working with kids. That's why I hate kids. Yeah. <laughs> I hate children. I love my own kids. Annoyingly, I love. I wish I loved them slightly less because it. Would yeah, make I love them, but you know what? There's yeah. a time limit to how long I want to hang around with them. Yeah, I had I had Edith four days in a row last week, and I actually wished I was dead last night. I was like, I cannot well, handle this kid anymore. And this morning, she was being such a prick. Because she was off sick. was actually quite nice for us, I have is to it? say. Yeah, but yours yeah. are older, mate. You know what? I could happily hang out with Oliver. No offence to Edith, but she's not going to listen to this. It's fine. She's two and a half. She'll get over it. She'll get over it. But she She's therapy is... when she's older anyway. I oh, know. That's, that's her no 18th birthday present. I'm not getting her a car. I'm getting her a year worth of therapy. It's fine. That's what she needs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's just like, she's two and a half. So she's at that age where she just wants yeah. to be on me it's all the time. hard. And she's also, compared to all of us, she's a super clingy child. Mm. She just wants to be with me all the so time. Intoxicating. Yeah, like, and that's like when she's well and she's been ill, so she's been doubly clingy. And it's mm. just been, I, I was so, I just could not wait for her to get out of the house this morning. See, that's what you needed a nanny for. I know, I know, but I don't think she would have had it though. You know, no. even on Friday. No, my kids wouldn't. No, on Friday even I did um, um, I did a radio interview for BBC. Oh, hello! Did you? I did. Um, but I had Edith on Friday, and I had to drive to my mum's because they wanted a ha- they ha- had to be on a house phone. Uh, hello, is this nineteen eighty-five? No one fucking has a house. Phone. I don't even know where my house phone is. It's under a I've sofa never had one. I have not had one for about fifteen years. So I was like, okay, slight issue. I have to go to my mum's. So I went to my mum's, drove there on Friday. She fell asleep on the way there, and then. Woke up 10 minutes before I had to go on the phone oh, for the, the interview. And do you know what they're like when they've yeah. like had a nap? She was an absolute Feral. cunt, basically. And I couldn't get her off me. She wouldn't get off me. She was holding, she was literally clinging her arms around my neck so tight. So I had to do the interview oh God. with her on me and just there, like, please don't make any noise. Please don't make any noise. And she was yeah. just going, <laughs> Like that. Oh, like, it, I know it sounds like a beaver is orgasming in the background, but I promise it isn't. It's just my daughter. It's just my needy as fuck daughter. I remember Toby was probably maybe about the same age, maybe. And um, I'd gone for a dental appointment and I drove there and he fell asleep. And I thought, oh, fuck. And when Toby, like most kids wake up grouchy, when Toby wakes up, like if he wakes up in the night and he's woken up for whatever reason, fucking shit goes down. Like he goes yeah. mental. He fucking hates being woken up. And I was like, oh my God. And I got him out of the car and somehow he still stayed asleep and he was on me and I sat in the waiting room and I was like, he'll wake up in a minute. It'll be fine. He'll wake up and it'll all be all right. And then I get called for my appointment and I'm like, um, <laughs> I've got a child. I cannot remove him. So I had to maneuver myself onto the bed delicately because I thought this, this is, this can't happen. He can't fucking wake up. No. And I'm like, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> like rocking myself backwards so into the dental chair. And oh and God. yeah, they basically did a full blown dental checkup on me <laughs> while Toby was like dribbling all over my chest, and I had sweat pouring off of me. My fucking armpits were soaking wet. Why are they wet. so hot as well? Like she made me so hot, oh, and that just I've added never to my overall anxiety. Because of the fear, it's that <laughs> fucking. It's you know you're like of all times for you to 
do this it can't be now <gasps> oh my god it's just so funny though it's like you just get so used to being in those scenarios where you yeah. can't put your kid down yeah like need, you know like needing a shit breastfeeding I, I don't know the, i lost count of the number of times that but the first time that you have to do a poo where you've got a baby attached to your tit it's like oh my god how do i do this what am I, i've only got one hand how am i gonna wipe my bum oh my god i mean i'm impressed i can't even imagine how the fuck you've maneuvered something like that I mastered it in the end. You know, girls got a poo. Girls got a poo. So girls got a poo. Yeah, shit's got to happen, right? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Um, um, so yeah, I would love to speak to a nanny. Just secrets of a confessions of a nanny. Confessions a book, of a nanny. That's Definitely. a book, but that could also be um, if they've got like really bad like confessions, and we could change their voice. Yeah. Oh yeah, send us a voice note about oh, those. That would be so good, wouldn't it? Things that you've done as well. I just yeah. think about loads of stuff that happens in this house that, yeah. you know, if someone else lived here, they'd be like, oh my God, you absolute skanky slag. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I remember having the boiler van around once and he asked for a cup of tea. And I, I think I was just such an anxious twat. I would have been in my 20s still. I had Elliot and Elliot's cereal bowl was left on the side and the boiler man said, oh, I'll have a cup of tea. And I was like, oh my God, I ran out of milk. And I looked over at his cereal <laughs> bowl. And I looked at the tea and instead of just going, I'm really sorry, I haven't got any. I couldn't, I couldn't just say, I'm sorry, I haven't got any. And so one, cereal milk? I got a fork <laughs> and siphoned off the cornflakes and poured it into his tea. And I was fucking mortified. But at the same time, it's like I had no other option oh God, other than just so going, funny. I don't have any milk, mate. Can you have it without? To but be fair what's though, it- a little bit of discarded cereal milk is delicious. It's very well, sweet Do you know what's even worse is that the following year when he came to do the boiler check, he came in, I said, do you want me to make you a cup of tea? He went, yeah, but I don't want any milk, thank you. Genuinely did. And I was like, oh my God, he knows, he knows. <laughs> Imagine if he'd seen you do that. I know, just like oh watching from God. the bathroom, like, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, you know, not wanting to throw things away and then there's, that's taking the piss. Yeah, so, that is, yeah. that's like And that's level. just my house on one occasion. I have multiple oh, no. occasions. Well, I yeah, I mean, I, I haven't got a washing machine at the moment, right? And I forgot that when I put on my reusable period knickers yesterday. Oh, no. Bled into them all day and was like, oh, mate. This already smells like a butcher's. And yeah. Oh, no, what you mean that this smell? It's like there. old meat, isn't it? Ah. <laughs> Especially being a vegetarian. <laughs> like, I don't want a pork chop in my funny. It's disgusting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I had to rinse them out in a bath. But normally I just put them in the washing machine. But now they're just, like, hung up. just looking, like, really shameful. And the builders are here. I'm like, when they go to the toilet, they're going to see those skanky period knickers and be like, why is she, why is she wearing a padded ass? Because that's... <laughs> That's what I look like. <laughs> because I am, okay? <laughs> oh, well, I, I go away this weekend and the concern is very high about the fact that I'm potentially going to start my period, which is just sod's fucking law. And I obviously don't use like tampons yeah. or moon cups or anything like that. Yeah. And I am, I'm, I'm toying with the idea of a moon cup. And I think is a health spa the best place to experiment um, your first to start time. your moon cupping experience? <laughs> and then potentially have the suction cup incident and then ask, ask my friends to come in and pull my fucking yeah maybe not moon, maybe my, not moon cup out just take some disposables mate i know they're not great for the environment but sometimes needs must needs yeah. must i don't even know what size i'd be i think i'll probably be an extra large let's let's be honest what for your old cervix hole yeah your cervix neck to, to bung up to bung up my vagina 
<laughs> I normally, if you buy them, I think you get them in packs of two. So there'll be like a smaller one and a bigger one. What is it? The circumference of the. No, moon I know cup. that. But what do you mean? Like you get one small, one big. Yeah, because some some people have got a really small cervix, and other people have got a larger one. Because it looks like a donut, which, funny enough, ties in very nicely with the donut that got wanked Doesn't into. It? it does look like a donut. Yeah, <laughs> a, a very red. It's gross. Donut. Yeah. And the so fact that you've touched yours freaks looks me out like on, a a, on a constant. And, you know, I know we should be all like woman and stuff, but <laughs> I am woman. I finger my cervix. <laughs> I know what my hole feels like. Oh, you need to go, madam. I do. I need to go, darling. Let's wrap um, up. Well, the, honestly, it's been it's been a weird one, but it's been hilarious. I think we're ending <laughs> on a real fucking high, aren't we? We are. Let's all go away and fill our cervixes now. <laughs> no, mate, I'm still not going to do no, it. I'm not doing it. Right. So, if you want to send us a story, I mean, can you hear that banging? It's mate, so loud. It's, it's a bit loud. Let's just yeah. acknowledge the fact that it's very loud. I'm sorry. This is so unprofessional. You can't um, help it. Yeah, true. I mean, I could go somewhere else to record, but where am I going to go? I've literally got nowhere. I could go do it at the, the public park? library. Remember that? Remember that? <laughs> no. Remember that, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time when I got shushed constantly by all the people reading their books oh in the library? Um, yeah, if you want to send us a story, we've had some really funny stories. We've got a lovely little selection of them now, but keep sending them. And amazing fucking news articles. I've literally just come across two corkers while being on this oh, course. Brilliant. I can't wait to brilliant. fucking read. Um, yeah, you can email us at nohos podcast at gmail.com or what else can they do they can go on over to our instagram page which is live and a popping uh, and slide on into our dms you can voice message us uh, on instagram and if you wish to have your voice change in any way please just make sure you let us know yeah. um and continue just being absolute legendary slags uh all right then when we will see you next week i'll uh, see you next tuesday see you next tuesday babes see you later love you bye, bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.